Hi, Tiffany. That's nice. You flipped the microphone for me. Uh, hi, Louise. Yeah, so we're still working on technical difficulties. We're working on one microphone. It's a different microphone this time because we lost the other one, but we found this. But yeah, we're still only down to one microphone. I know. I am <laughs> busting up over here because it's like ridiculous. <laughs> it's every single one. It's some weird random shit that's wrong. And it's it's like stupid reasons too. I mean, this one, the microphone is one of... Your, it's either here or my place, but we both don't know. But look, we have this. At least we have this one. Right. And now we're sitting in my apartment with the journey, my rescue pit, and Pegasus, the foster dog. And uh, um, yeah, here we go. F A I R Y T A I L S. Here we go. I like how you said that. Um, yeah, Pegasus. Okay, he is um, he is a foster that I'm fostering, and he's probably the most cuddliest, loving dog I've had so far in care. Um, he is would be great as like a retired person's home or somebody who is willing to give him so much attention and time, and. Um, you want a dog that's in your lap all the time, and he wants to sleep with you in bed, and he's a dog that just loves you so much. Um, he may not be a dog that likes, I don't know, a lot of people in the house. You know, he, he kind of wants to be the main dude. Yeah, Pegasus, you're saying he's the most cuddly dog you ever had, and we have quite a few dogs because we are almost going on 100 dogs that we adopted out. Okay, so that's a celebration. If when we hit 100 dogs, what are we going to do? we got to have a big party or something. Yeah, we got to do something. But uh, I also want to say hi to all our listeners around the world. Hi, guys. Hello. So we are um, getting more of the analytics behind the podcast, and we kind of first, we looked at something wrong. We thought we had, like, only a few viewers, <laughs> but you found some new information, right, Louise? Yeah. For the longest time, we didn't really dare to look at our analytics statistics, you know, because we were like, oh, what if we're not that many? But then we looked, and we actually found out that there are thousands of you guys and uh, we we were so pleasantly surprised to find out that there is a whole family of you guys out there we were actually going to be happy if we had at least 10 so <laughs> remember because we were like we have to have at least more than 10 from last time so but you know we would love to hear from you like can you really reach out to us and let us know what your thoughts are and what you think, you know, go to our website and send us, you know, under info, just give us a shout out, um, and any advice or anything and, and be nice. We're very sensitive. So no, please no haters out there. And you know, you can either go to our website, fairytalesdogrescue.com, or you can go to our Instagram, fairytalesdogrescue. And we, we so excited to hear from you and, 
because we know that there are so many of you listening from Belgium and Peru and Mexico and uh, America, of course, and Canada. And we'll be so excited to hear from you. And also let us know how, like whatever just, uh, situation we're discussing, let, let us know how it's done in your country. And we can evolve as a community and, you know, share our information. Like, let's get this group started. <laughs> Of course, we're also on Facebook, Fairy Tales Dog Rescue. Yeah, so maybe just go on Facebook. You don't even have to go on the website. It'd be easier just to go to on Facebook or Instagram or anything like that. And, uh, it, you know, we're, we did have a really interesting conversation today, though, right, Louise? Which conversation? Oh, didn't we have somebody from um, Social Compassion um, to talk about animal rights legislation? I mean, this was kind of cool. Yes, today we spoke to Judy. She started this nonprofit. Um, no, it's a five hundred one c four. So it's like a version of a nonprofit. It's political. It's political. It's, yeah, that meant it was political. She said. And she is just rallying for laws in animal welfare, and she's so cool that she's doing all this. And she, of course, knows what's going on with the Humane uh, Pet Breeder uh, Care Act that we've been talking about. Check back for previous episodes about the new breeding law. It's so important that we get this law because the Animal Welfare Act that we have here in the United States is not sufficient to protect dogs from inhumane care in the puppet mills and all the other situations. So this organization, you know, works with lawyers, lobbyists, um, people who have a lot of knowledge in how to make change and make laws. And, uh, you know, this is all around animals. So um, like you said today, Louise, or when we were talking to her, that she is making history. And um, one of the things that she talked about, you know, is just rem the removal of puppy mills or selling dogs in pet stores, sorry, in California and how now other states are, are also adopting those, those laws. That's right. This woman is really something. So let's roll the interview. Hi, Judy. This is Louise and Tiffany from Fairy Tales Dog Rescue. Hi, Judy. Hi, Louise and Tiffany. Thank you so much for getting on this uh, call with us. No problem. Okay, Judy. So tell us, uh, what is it that you do at uh, Social Compassion? Well, I founded my group in 2007. Social Compassion in Legislation uh, is a lobbying uh, group. And is it all based on uh, rights of animals? Yes. Yep, that's it. Uh, my mission has been to save as many animals or protect them from abuse. Uh, and so we look at legislation based on, you know, how we can make the greatest impact. And, you know, a lot of times, like I mentioned, the uh, Cruelty-Free Cosmetics Act, um, yeah. you get this, you get a bill passed in California but then other states follow, and you know it's been it's been hard to keep track of that one. But I think there's up to like nine states now that have either passed legislation exactly like it or are in the middle of it. And the same way uh, with our with the bill that we did uh, that kicked 
puppy mill animals out of pet shops. You know, back in yeah. 2016, uh, we did a bill that uh, prohibited mill-bred dogs, cats, and rabbits from being sold in pet stores and that it would only be uh, rescue animals. And that bill has also been copied in many other states. So, Judy, you have really been along the line of uh, making history in uh, dog legislation. And you have been working on the Humane Pet Breeder Care Act. Yes, and unfortunately, that one got sidelined because of the opposition. We had the shelter people say that, you know, we didn't need the legislation and things are getting better. And, you know, I mean, I have veterinary friends who tell me that they are seeing distemper and parvo at record highs, and that's because of bad breeding. I have my rescue friends, you know, that tell me that uh, puppies and kittens are still pouring in. And um, But the shelter folks said, no, you know, kind of like nothing to see here. We don't need uh, more laws. Yeah, so they so they sidelined it along with the cities and counties. They got the cities and county groups to be against it, that it was going to cost uh, too much money. So to sum it up, Judy, you're saying that uh, the, the bill has been stalled because there are people saying that we don't need it anymore. And That's because right. It's That's cost exactly too much right. Money. Yeah, and the group is called Cal Animals, C-A-L Animals. There was a group called uh, CACTA, California Animal Control Directors Association, and another one called State Humane Association of California. And these were two association groups that had animal control officers, managers, general managers as their members. And they combined and created this group called Cal Animals. And so when they go to the legislature and tell these members, well, we don't need this, you know, we don't even have puppies coming in the shelters anymore, then they don't know who to believe. You know, they look at them, they look at us, and they go, okay, what's going on here? And so once you cause that kind of confusion, then they'd rather just not deal with the issue. Yeah, well, that's not right. I mean, it's not solving any problems. It's just stopping. I mean, we have to move forward. Well, they haven't been uh, ones to move forward, and that's why I founded my group in the beginning because there was no one doing the kind of legislation that I saw that needed to be done to save animals and protect animals. And, you know, for instance, we had a bill that would have mandated that animal control trucks, when they bought new animal control trucks, they would need to have air temperature control, meaning air conditioning and heating for the animals. They bought that bill, and it got vetoed because of them. They fought that bill? They were against it, 
and Jerry Brown was the one who vetoed it because they said that, who? you know, it was going to cut. Sorry, who vetoed it? Jerry Brown, our governor, mm. you know, before Gavin Newsom. <laughs> he vetoed it because they said we didn't need it. It was going to cost too much money. Uh, yeah. Uh, how okay. hopeful are you, Judy, about the development of this law? First of all, it was very fictitious times because the shelters were shut down during our lockdown period because of COVID. So for the shelters to say, oh, well, we don't even have any puppies, you know, in the shelter. Well, of course not. You've been closed and you haven't taken owner relinquishment or been picking up the strays. So yeah. uh, I think I think that once the shelters open and life gets back to normal again, we're going to be at a different place. And so that's uh, so the bill we can bring the bill back in January, and we need to oh, see January what the situation. Next year. Yes. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. We have to be patient. Um, but uh, what can we do meanwhile? Like. Well, me and Tiffany, we, we want to help. We feel like people don't even know about uh, this law very much. Like, what can we do? Well, you can definitely help promote my group on your social media, uh, at social compassion in legislation, and getting people to come to our website and sign a support letter that they're in favor of this. It's real easy once you get to our site. You go to, you click on how to help, and you fill out the support letter, and that matters, you know. I mean, because they need to hear from their constituents, and we make sure that those letters go exactly where they need to go uh, to get the biggest bang for our buck with, you know, getting people to help. So what is the, your website? Social Compassion in legislation.org that if Louise and I took it to the streets and printed out a bunch of those to have people fill out and with a megaphone would that do anything well yes and no I mean getting people to fill fill out the form is the best way to go it's better to do online especially yeah oh that's perfect that is absolutely perfect all right we'll do that because Oh, boy, do we need this legislation. Well, thank you for all that you do. Bye-bye. All right, bye-bye. Bye. So so also one of the things that she, you know, what you had heard was that she was the one that helped um, stop the sale of, like, rats and guinea pigs and things like that in pet stores um, and unless they're rescues. So there's a really great um, – lots of things that's happened in California right here. And, you know, there's a great – if you love rats, by the way – oh, I have a story about rats today. Okay, so um, if you love rats – um, there's a great rescue called Ratty Rats. Um, so you, if you still want to get a rat, you know, there is a re- there's rescues for everything. But um, there's an interesting story today about this one rat who detect bombs. So he was a bomb, like, sniffing rat. And he would, like, land, or landmines, I should say, landmines. And he, they, um, he worked to, like, detect them, and they actually retired him and gave him a, a recognition. 
Oh my God. I love, where the hell does that story come from? I mean, that's just amazing. And, you know, that makes me happy and it makes you realize the rarity of these just amazing real life fairy tales around us. And that's the same thing about Judy. Because, you know, you and I are constantly brought down by looking around and feeling like people don't give a shit and, you know, nobody cares and nobody's doing anything. Nobody's doing enough and we're just frustrated. But then there's Judy, who's like dedicated her time and her life to working for animal welfare legislation. And she did so good at it. Like it's she's making history and it's just brings me so much optimism like we are good we are a lot of us are actually doing things and it's gonna be better because of it and we are we're doing good i love that louise you always bring that positive side in, in, into things and i appreciate it i really do because you know sometimes we lose sight but you know it's all these little things and like there is people that act like like judy took took this this whole time and it started this organization out of love and care and heart for animals and that is a beautiful thing and we don't focus enough about what all the good things are happening in the world um that everything is negative 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 and why don't why don't we celebrate more good news so i know there's a good news network and everything like that but and uh, so celebrate so this is a celebration to everyone out there who's actually making a difference whether it be small or big, it doesn't matter the size. The fact that you do it is beautiful. So our our hearts go to all of you. Tiffany. Louise. Do your dog hate it when you have a song stuck on your head? Oh, my God. I fucking hate that. And just over and over in your head. If I have a song stuck on my head, you know, I tend to sing it and hum it all day long. Like whenever I am by myself, meaning like my dogs are around. So if I have a song stuck on my head, I'll be singing it like in the morning, in the car, when I get home, blah, blah, blah. And I feel like Journey is just like, God, woman, shut up. Okay, speaking of having a song stuck in my head, the song you used at the end of the last podcast, how much is that little doggy in the window? Boop, boop. I got that stuck in my head. How much is that doggy in the window? <laughs> and it was not a good song to get stuck in your head, so I don't, I don't like it at all. And it's almost like a maddening song. <laughs> it's really <laughs> fucked up. Okay. I used to, I remember that song because we used to like that song as kids, you know? I mean, I don't remember what era it is or anything. I mean, but I just remember hearing it and we would sing it, me and my sisters. So I, hearing it again, it was like, oh, God, it's awful. <laughs> you know, I learned from you, Louise, to just like take take dog bites you know like you can handle it it's just like I don't fucking scare I'm not scared by dog bites anymore I've been bit so many times it's like whatever like I can handle it I think that people make a big deal about dog bites and I can understand of course because uh, for uh, most people that experience a dog bite that is happens one time in a in a lifetime and uh, it's you know a significant puncture to the skin and you might not experience the uh, that many body trauma in a lifetime so for every single person 
every experience is uh, dignified and so on. Uh, however, it's become such a big deal almost, I think. Like, in a sense, I do feel like people are making too big of a deal of dog bites. Yeah, so I, I, I know. I learn, I definitely agree with you. And, you know, you've, you've experienced many, many, many dog bites. Um, and you've come out fine. Um, and people, they do. We see dogs being surrendered because, oh, this dog bit somebody. And it's like, so you got some antibiotics? You know, like, whatever. Like, I I mean, if you break your bone on a tree, do we cut the tree down or something? Right. I, I mean, I'm not saying that it's not justified to be concerned about a biting dog. Of course it is. It's a situation that we need to tend to. Uh, but it's not like people die from dog bites. I'm sure, yes, it happened. But statistically, it's a very low chance. And let's you know always go back to the fact that you're more likely to die in a car crash than in a plane crash and then let's look at dog bites and how many people die of that so it becomes a little ridiculous and it becomes wrapped up in the dog racism towards so-called aggressive dog breeds uh, now i'm ranting tiffany um you know make me stop all right I'll, I'll try to save you but i was i had a thought you know um i just want to make sure yeah you're we're talking about dog bites we're not talking about like being mauled you know that's a whole different thing this is just a dog bite um so i don't know i i think that we've gotten wimpier as as a society i think that's true for where we live you know in the the, the western part of the world i used to live in the middle east and I wouldn't say that's right, uh, you know, for people over there. But right here, yeah. Yeah, so we, I think it's, it's, <laughs> yeah, I, I like that. Because I remember you talking about this before, about the whole thing about we go to the doctors for everything. And I didn't really think about it because I kind of grew up like that. But, yeah, we're a lot more resilient than we realize. And we also um, just, you know, I, I think like you said, the, the scars tell our story too. It's like a tattoo. I love all my scars from my dog bites because it makes me remember the, the dogs that gave them to me. And I do have scars from dogs that I love. And that's, you know, I think that's one thing I, I do adore about you is that you're, you're, you're like a girl. You're like, you can get all girly girl and shit, but you're f like a tomboy. Like me, I'm, the, I feel like I'm the same. Like I'm could be girly girl, but I'm like a fucking tomboy at heart. And, um, you know, I, so I enjoy that. Like, I, I, I think that, you know, um, what you were saying about the, you know, these were not dog attacks because you and I have broken up many dog fights and that's where it comes from in random situations. So it's always usually like our fault. <laughs> where I'm like, just want to make sure, don't blame the dogs. <laughs> no, but seriously, I'm serious now, Tiffany, don't make fun of this because it's an actual fact that if a dog bite happens, it's most likely your fault and not the dog's fault. Hopefully uh, that we can spread that knowledge out there and prevent more of this type of thing happening. I mean, that's the whole purpose of having this podcast is we, we want we want to make some kind of dent and change in the world for the better. I mean, that's be, we, we would love to leave this planet uh, making a difference for our, our animal friends that we love so much. I thought of a story, you know, whenever I talk about this, like this is my original experience. Um, that brings me to this opinion. Uh, it was in Lebanon at a dog shelter where I was volunteering uh, on my off time. 
and that's where I had my first big dog bite. And uh, this was a really cool dog shelter. It was like 300 dogs in a mud pile up in the mountains outside of Beirut. And it was run by Syrian refugees. Oh God, Louise, we, I, that, just, that just really warmed my heart. Okay, first of all, you've told me this story before, but for some reason, I don't know, it sunk in this time more about, I don't know, you remember you telling me that it was run by Syrian refugees? And you may have, but now that I have more understanding of what's going on in Syria, um, in my heart, is more touched by it. We, we need to do a story about them. Oh, we most definitely should. But but just to be clarify, it's run by BEDA, which is a, a Lebanese organization, but I'm saying it was physically managed by certain refugees who lived with the dogs, you know, took care of them physically every day and spent time with them. Anyway, I did a horrible mistake. A lot of you have done it. I saw this chubby, beautiful golden retriever just like, constantly rubbing her butt against everything she could find and she was so itchy she was so itchy she could not stand it and she could not stop oh god that must have been so hard to see i mean that's suffering i mean i would hate it if i was like, constantly itchy and i had to constantly rub my butt against the fence or something to itch 24 7 that sounds horrible so how could i resist to go up there and give her a hand of course, I'm the new idiot who didn't realize like I should approach her from the front and introduce myself first. I just thought that she knew that I was there and I reached out my hand and scratched her butt and I totally scared her and she turned around and bit my hand. Well, you know, but now you know. And that's the thing is we have to we have to go through life making mistakes and, and, and failures so that we can actually learn from it and we learn better from that because we have actually an experience that we can physically have um, an emotional attachment to it that changes us. So I really believe that having life experience is so much more important than getting it from reading a book. Anyway, what I wanted to say is that with that bite, she took off my index finger. Uh, It was hanging off the bone as a flesh. And um, I uh, turned around to one of the Syrian managers and I said, oh, should I go to the hospital? Okay, I had... Louise, I had not known this story, this part of the story, and I and you, I just noticed your finger. Yeah, you're pretty badass. Should I go to the hospital? My fucking bones hanging off, flesh is hanging off, or should I just bandage it up? He laughed and said in broken English, "In America, you go to hospital. In Syria, you do this." And he took out the duct tape. And the hand sanitizer. Shut the fuck up. He totally did. And he just pulled my finger up, slapped it on the skeleton, and duct taped that shit onto my hand. Did you end up going to the hospital after that? No, I was totally fine. Come on, people. We always need donations for our rescue dogs. And you can check them out at fairytalesdogrescue.com. And you can contribute to our cause, which is both uh, rescuing these dogs and getting as much education and awareness out there as possible to people so that we can help and make this a better place for dogs. And that's a wrap, Louise. Thank you so much for listening. Bye.